back, everybody. Another episode of the Wild Can Alley Podcast. Alex Marcatulio, my main man, Juice Thompson. Juice, great to see you, man. Coming off a great win a couple, a couple minutes ago against Wisconsin at home. Yeah. We obviously have a lot to recap. It's been a, a crazy week in the Northwestern uh, Wildcat family, but nonetheless, it's great to see a win. Got some great wins to recap. So, um, you know, kicking things off, just wanted to check in on you. How are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Tipping things off. Things are going well here. Uh, I had my first coaching game today. Okay. We took an L. I guess we weren't prepared. The team we played, they had some big guys. For real. But we took an L, but we got we got practice tomorrow and Thursday so we can work some things out. But other than that, you know, the Cats got to win. How are things going for you? I know you got got out there to see the game even though it was rescheduled. Yeah, man, it was a tough game to get to um, being a 530 central tip. Uh, and, you know, it really showed, but – as you can see, I'm sipping on a little red tonight because of all the go. stress that, that that put me through. So I, I got my chamomile tea. I got to after that loss. You know how that exactly. is. When you so lose. I'm gonna take oh, a little man. big sip of my red. There you go. And bask in that uh in that dub we just took against Wisconsin. Obviously, uh, a really big win for the program coming off of uh a week that, you know, was a little bit, you know, up in up in the air, right? We didn't know when we were gonna play. We didn't know who was healthy. We didn't know if we were going to have to forfeit, if the game was going to be rescheduled. Um, you know, props to, to both teams, props to the conference on getting this scheduled uh, on, a, on a crazy Monday, you know, late afternoon, a little happy hour game. And the Cats really uh, showed some really good signs of life. I mean, I was very impressed with how they came out out of the gates. They were energized. Looks like they had fresh legs, so, you know, they could have potentially – taking advantage of that rest that, that we got over the course of the week. But, you know, as we know, they weren't able to practice. But just listening to some of the post-game interviews on my way back into the city, uh, it looks like they took some time to get into to the gym and get some individual work done, which yeah. I think propelled us. And, it you know, it really took shape early on. Uh, Chase Audige got to his spots early. Uh, that's that's yeah. what I can say offensively. Th- thought the coaching staff put us in a really good situation, get Chase to his right hand allowing him to get into the lane and use his athleticism and his uh, athletic ability to, to really rise up and knock down some, some big crucial shots early. Uh, so that was, really, that was really big as a stamp of our, where we're here to play right away. Um, and then from there, the defense locked in. I thought we were really, we were really locked in uh, to the scout early on. Missed a couple switches here and there, but... Uh, a, t- a team like Wisconsin can take advantage of, of you trying to switch a lot, right? They have those counters. With that flex-style offense, they have a lot of read-and-react type situations that they took advantage of. They got us into foul trouble, especially our front line, but uh, props to a couple couple key bench players because we had Julian Roper go down with, with injury. Uh, prayers up to him. Hopefully he's good. He rolled an ankle. Yeah. And then Ty Berry went down as well. Uh, so I have to give a shout-out early to Nick Martinelli, uh, what what minutes coming off the bench uh, as someone that hasn't played a lot, uh, especially in the conference slate, to, to come off the bench and as soon as he entered himself in the game, he was a uh, you know not really a threat offensively, but he attacked the offensive glass, allowed us to get a couple offensive rebounds. Even if he didn't get it, he attracted two guys, got a get deflection, stuff like that mm-hmm. is not going to show up in the box score. But his minutes were outstanding. I was so impressed with the poise that he came in and showed and his willingness and readiness to play in the situation, given the moment, yeah. uh, you know, when this happened. So 
props to him, props to the coaching staff for relying on him to come in and understanding that he's been one to, to probably be locked in in practice. Uh, seems like a guy that's always ready to play, things like that. And again, he's not going to show up in the box score, but his five minutes tonight were outstanding and really propelled us to victory, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's my quick recap of the game. Juice, I know you were you were coaching a little bit, so you, you know you were you caught the tail end. What are some of the keys that you picked up on uh, late in the second half? As we know, you know it was back and forth for a while. Yeah, what I really enjoyed watching was the fact that we found a way to win a close game yeah. down the stretch. You know, in previous years, previous seasons, those are the games that you know can kind of slip away from us. You know, we're not making those extra rotations or getting that rebound, securing the ball, taking care of the ball. And today we found a way. I think the last, what, three and a half minutes, Wisconsin didn't make a field goal. They only scored some free throws. So, you know, shout out to the defense. We buckled down, got a lot of stops down the stretch, and we made free throws. You know, I have to give a big shout out to big Matthew Nicholson. I think it was, was it a one and one? And when he made those two free throws, we went up 64, 62. Five of six tonight. Barnheiser. Five of six yep, tonight from the line. Being 46% coming into the game and knocking down huge yeah. five of six. Yeah. And especially after being in foul trouble, you know, big guy Titus, he fouled out in the short amount of time that he played. Matthew Nicholson's in foul trouble. So we were able to go back to that small ball. But, you know, you got to give a shout out to Matthew Nicholson. Still staying in the game, being ready to play. And once he subbed back in, I think he got a rebound or two, knocked down some big free throws. And then obviously, you know, you got to talk about the play of Boo Booey. You know, I've been high on him all season. And today he had a really good game all around. What, 20? 20 points, seven rebounds, five assists. He was a leader for everything yeah. on the team yeah. statistically. And, you know, Chase, like you said, got off to a good start. You know, he didn't have, you know, in the stat sheet, it didn't show up his defensive, you know, presence that he usually has with the steals and the blocks. I don't think he had any steals or blocks, but he was still there. I think he did a good job playing defense on, you know, one of the best players in the conference. So he did a great job that way. And as a team, we were able to come out and get a win, you know, down the stretch. These are kind of wins that we're going to need, you know, to propel us forward going when it's time for the tournament. 100% juice. And, you know, Chase, he didn't have his typical impact, like in quotes, uh, on the defensive end, but he was guarding a very very tough post player in Tyler Wall. Obviously, we're switching a lot. So he got involved in in post defense quite a bit. And... For him to hold his own down there against a really skilled and versatile player, uh, I think just shows his versatility and ability to defend multiple positions. And again, yeah, he, he might not have had his typical steel night, but I think today was probably one of his better defensive all-around performances, right? He, I think he, caught, he yeah. got caught watching the ball earlier in the game, and he got beat back door for a steal or, or for, a, for a layup. But after that, he was super locked in. Uh, they, you know, his switches were were clean and crisp, and and that goes, you know, to the entire to the entire backcourt. Ty, Boo, and Chase, for the most part, uh, did a really good job of being, being interchangeable. And then Robbie did a really good job of switching out and guarding people on the perimeter as well, forcing guys into tough contested shots. Wisconsin yeah. came out firing in the second half. They made a few threes, got back into the game. Um, but again, uh, I loved our resilience today. Some of the, you know. Similar to, to what you just said. I love the way that we won today, right? It wasn't pretty. Uh, we yeah. were up with two minutes to go. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat like, hey, like, how are we going to execute, right? Like, we've been in this yeah. situation before. 
Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little bit different than the Rutgers game. I thought we deserved to win today. Uh, so, you know, with, with all that being said, our ability to, to lock in late in the game, grab some key rebounds, and then make free throws on the stretch. Robbie Barron made two at the line uh, in a one-on-one situation. That, that really helped seal it. Huge. Obviously, we still have some some tampering to do uh, with our, you know, last-second situations. Chase with a little bit of a bonehead foul there at the end to potentially, yeah. you know, bring it closer. Um, but nonetheless, we escape with the win. Uh, you know, we bring ourselves back up to, I think, third in the conference that's sitting at four and three four with, and three. with two games yeah. coming up on the schedule that uh, are – in my opinion, very winnable and and, and kind of must wins in order for us to keep our stature uh, as you know one of those bubble teams or you know some of the last teams in to the to the NCAA tournament right now. As we move into the you know X's and O's portion, as we move into uh, our week ahead, what are some of the keys that you look at when going on the road to uh, a Nebraska team here on Wednesday? So one of the main keys is, you know, getting that rest. You know, obviously the Big Ten, Wisconsin, Northwestern, they did a great job of rescheduling the game, even though, you know, we had that happy hour game, 5.30. But, you know, the guys got to win, and it's going to be one of those short-lived wins because, you know, we're going to get our rest tonight and tomorrow. I'm pretty sure they're on a plane headed out to Nebraska for that game Wednesday. And originally that game was supposed to be tomorrow. So, you know, with a quick turnaround like that, it's going to be important to get that rest Obviously, you know, accept the win, celebrate it a little bit, but we have to get back to work. We got to watch some film, correct those things that we did wrong, expand on the things that we did right, and come out ready to play. You know, from a scouting report standpoint, Nebraska, yes, they're at the bottom of the Big Ten, but they're still a capable team. They're still a team that can win. They beat number seven Creighton. So obviously they know how to compete and beat those big teams. And just they're beat Ohio State. Home. Yeah, just beat Ohio State yep. recently too. So, you know, they're a great team. And then, you know, they have guys on the inside. I think it's what, Juwan Gary, obviously, you know, he's hurt. He's out for the season. And that's a big loss for them. You know, Coach Hoiberg was really high on him with his toughness and his rebounding. And it seems like he hit his stride recently and was playing really well before the injury. But they also have, you know, Derek Walker, who's averaging 14 and eight. with also three assists. So, you know, he's a capable passer. I know Northwestern likes to trap a lot in the post. So I would like to see us mix it up a little bit, like we talked about, you know, with that Michigan yeah. game. Sometimes if he catches it in the post, maybe wait till he takes a dribble or two. Sometimes trap him right away. But you know, we're, most importantly, we're gonna have to stay out of foul trouble because yeah. today, when Titus was in foul trouble and Big Matthew Nicholson was in foul trouble, it was scary. You know, obviously our small ball has some success at Mis- at Michigan, but you know, our front line being so thin, it is kind of scary. So that's what I got on the scouting report. Protect the paint inside, go on the road, throw the first punch. Is there anything from a scouting report standpoint that you see yeah. that we have to do better? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I want to touch back on the doubling, doubling the post. I, I, I want to get your, your mm-hmm. insight more on that. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the scouting report for Nebraska, I think all things run through Sam Greasel. Um, yeah. you know, he's, a, he's more of a point forward type. Like They have him listed as a forward, but they run all their stuff mm-hmm. through him. Right, so I, I think that's the guy that we really need to take away, but they also have a ton of experience. C.J. Wilcher is a very capable guard, can really get it going, and then you know they have some of those like uh, you know firecracker type players uh, like Tominaga, like that guy shoots it from everywhere, 
Like I've seen him shoot, mm-hmm. you know, off the dribble like thirty-five footers and bang them. Like, like he has that capability. Um, so I think it's key for us to really lock in defensively, lock in on the scouting report early, and not let these guys get confidence early. I think if we can do that, we can we can make Nebraska play our game. I think we'll be set up for success. But it's not an easy place to play, as you as you know. No. Ohio State went on the road, threw up a stinker, and Nebraska beat them. Right, like they yeah. they have that capability, and once that crowd gets into it, you know they they get behind their team, and you know what else is there to do in in Lincoln, Nebraska, than go to a Cornhusker game on a Wednesday night? Right, like that place is going to be rocking, no matter what their record. They always pack it. It's a tough place to play, and uh, you know this is a team that's hungry. This is a team that is always looking for wins in the conference. They're always looking to prove themselves. So, you know, I think this is one of those games that they have circled as, you know, this is one that, that we need to get at home. And I think yeah. – And I'm sure they feel they can yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. Just like you said, for us, this is a winnable game. I'm sure they feel the same way. For sure, for sure. So, and you talked mm-hmm. about, like, their inside prowess juice. Um, this is something that has been a little bit of a concern to me over the course of the last few games. And as we start playing teams a second time in the conference, uh, doubling mm-hmm. the post – I feel yeah. like at times it has been amazing for us. Like we're able yeah. to rotate, uh, contest late, and be able to force teams into turnovers or bad shots. But I feel like now, as we're you know, as that second loop of the conference is coming around, or we're a little bit better scouted, um, teams are ready for that double. And I think tonight, especially against Wisconsin, it hurt us. They were able to really pick mm-hmm. that apart and get weak side threes. I, I would say yes. against our normal set defense, they shot, I, you know, this is me spitballing, but under 30% from the field when we were just playing straight up defense. Straight they up. got a majority of their shots, especially early in the second half, off of post doubles where they rotated the ball around and were knocking down open shots. So I know it has been successful for us um, early on in the season, but as we play more capable shooters, more capable scorers, how do you think we should attack that type of defense that has been good to us? Should we, I know you said mix it up, but what is your opinion on the post double? Should we continue to do it? Should we back off? Uh, I'd love to hear your insight on that. Yeah, my opinion, I think we should continue doubling, you know, especially those big guys that are capable of scoring. But I think sometimes, you know, I I still stick with what I was saying. We should mix it up. Sometimes double as soon as they catch it, but a lot more, I would like to see us wait for them to take a dribble. Because when guys don't dribble, even if they're not the best passer, they're still able to face up. And once they see that double team coming, they're able to get rid of the ball quick, you know, like we saw today against Wisconsin and against Michigan. And even though the big man isn't getting that assist, he's getting that hockey assist. He might swing it to somebody on the wing, and then they make that extra pass. They're giving up a good shot for a great shot. And as you know, it's hard to rotate, especially out of double teams. There can be some some confusion, mix-ups. So I would like to see us mix it up more and kind of wait, be a little bit more patient, let the big man take a dribble, maybe send double teams from the baseline, from strong side, from the weak side. So I would like to see us mix it up a little bit more and not just go trap as soon as they catch the ball. Because like you said, teams are scouting us and they know what's coming. And with those shooters, that can be tough. I I agree. I have to agree with that. I, I think sometimes we're a little bit anxious to double I think against mm-hmm. Rutgers, it really hurt us. Like, we were doubling guys that 
weren't that weren't looking to score, right? Like if it's a guy that's yeah. catching it on the block, I, I completely understand. But if they're catching it 17, 18 feet away from the basket, I think it's yeah, I, and they're not even making a play. I, I think we need to stay yeah. home. I, I really yeah. do. I'd like to see some post guys score over us. Like it's a, it's it's that's a lost art. And 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 our game today is is guys making sound post moves and making jump hooks and you know these type of of baskets. Like I, I'd like to see more of it. I understand like part of our philosophy is that rotational style defense. Like I completely get that. But I think there is a time and place for it. And if somebody's yeah. deep on the block and they're looking to score, great. Like, let's go double and rotate out of it. But a lot of times now teams are, you know, big guys are catching it on the, well, let's even call it off the block. And before they're going into any move or putting on the deck, they're looking to pass right away because they know it's coming. So let's, you right. know, let's, right. let's be a little bit more, I don't know, heady when it comes to it and, you know, fake people out, I, I would say. You and I were the best yeah. at that. Like, let's fake like we're yeah. going to go elsewhere and then go dive in with two hands and, and grab it. Mm-hmm. So Dive um, in, that's what they say. Get your get nose. You, yeah, that's kids. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> it, not to cut you off, but you made a great point with the scouting report, especially, you know, playing those teams for the second time. Because yeah. as you know, you know, when we played at Northwestern, we were playing a lot of that one three one. Some teams, you know, like Northwestern is doing now, we can cause problems, cause a lot of turnovers. But there are those teams that really scout it and really know how to break it apart. You know, Michigan State always comes to my mind when I talk about, you know, teams that really understood the one three one. They're throwing lobs up there, you know, Darrell Summers down there, Chris Allen, they got shooters in the corner. So Michigan State really knew how to pick it apart. So teams like that, and like you said, as we continue to go forward, these players in the big team, you know, they have shooters, knockdown shooters who can shoot it off the catch, off the bounce. So that's something I think we're going to have to adjust as well. So that was a really good point. And to go back a little bit, you know, since we're still here on the scouting report of Nebraska, Sam Sam Greasel, did I say it right? Greasel? Greasel, Greasel, yeah. Greasel. So I know you're high on him. That was another player. And I really think we also do have to watch out for him. You know, his numbers are down a little bit this year, scoring and rebounding. But he's very capable of putting up big scoring nights and big rebounding nights. So I think that was a really good point. He's really someone that we have to watch and make sure that he doesn't get hot and get going, especially on their home floor with their fans involved in the game. So that's my points on that. And, you know, we're still in the scouting report. And after that Nebraska game, we got Minnesota at home. What are your thoughts, you know, coming up for a home game after traveling? Big win in Wisconsin, home today, traveling Nebraska. Then we're coming back home. Minnesota for another winnable game. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Winnable game, but a, a grueling schedule, right? Like, uh, it, it's going to be a, a test of our willpower. It's going to be a test of our endurance and our ability to fight adversity, right? Like, we have guys down, we have guys injured, rolled ankles. Like, hey, welcome to the middle of the Big Ten, right? Yes, like, like, yep. like, welcome to it. You're, we're not the only team that's struggling with, with injuries. You know, you, you look across the conference, people are beat up. Right. Like we're getting to those, you know, those dog days of, of, of January and leading into February. And this is where the cream is going to rise to the top. Right. Like yeah. this is this is where tournament teams are going to showcase why they belong playing in March and April and stuff like that. So can we will a couple games out against opponents that on paper we should beat? Um, but mm-hmm. obviously we're in a, a very difficult conference. Every game is going to be life or death and we need to treat it that way. So 
heading into uh, Minnesota on Saturday. I know it's alumni day for us, Juice. It's going to be great to, to yes. be out there, see our former teammates. Definitely. Obviously, I look forward to, to that day every year. Um, and it's good to have you back. Obviously, you've been you've been gone playing, first one. Um, doing this more important stuff one. over the last ten years. Um, me, me on the other hand, I've been everybody. to a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it'll it'll be good to see, man. It'll be it'll be great to be back with yeah. with our brothers and and uh, be able to to share some some memories together. So really looking forward yeah, to that. Um, but but Likewise, leading into the yeah. game, I I think you know Minnesota is one of those teams that is a little bit of a tricky matchup for us. Uh, you look at last year that, you, you know, they were at the bottom of the conference. We were in the middle of the pack. We go to Minnesota and they absolutely wallop us. Like it was like 30 to 10 at one point. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going yeah. on? And I think, mm -hmm. you know, this basically, you know, very similar team. They have uh, all Big Ten caliber player in Jameson Battle. You know, he's been fighting some injury, but, you know, a very capable scorer, a guy that can get 25, 30 a game and is very streaky. But, you know, mm -hmm. if you can contain him, if you can make him uncomfortable, you can you can have the opportunity to take him out of what he likes to do. Yeah. But, you know, I think their front line can can cause some some trouble, especially after seeing, you know, how we dealt with Wisconsin's front line today. Uh, Dawson Garcia transferred from North Carolina, very capable as yeah. well. Um, and then pay the, the freshman reminds me of like, I like Joel Embiid. I think that's kind of a stretch, but yeah, like, man. like yeah. baby Embiid a little bit, like he has that kind of yeah. like walk and stuff and he's just a beast on the glass. So like those guys yeah. are, you know, I, I think in, like guys that can really impact the game, but if we can control their backcourt, if, if we really win that battle there with chase and, and boo, I think we set ourselves up for a good, uh, a good shot. But what really, uh, you know, makes me a little uneasy is that is that front line prowess of, of Minnesota. So if we can handle that, I think we'll be in good shape. What are some things that that you see with that Definitely. team? So pretty much piggybacking off what you said, you know, protecting the basket and that front court. It's really scary because you said they have guys that can really rebound the ball today. You know, we out rebounded Wisconsin when we won that game, I think 35, 32. Mm -hmm. And I saw a stat, an interesting stat. We're 10 and 0 when we win the rebound and battle. Oh, I like games. that. So that, that's a big thing for us. You know, usually we're not the team to win the rebounding battles in the games. But, you know, like you said, you mentioned those two guys or the three guys, the front court. But there's also another guy, you know, Cooper, the guard. Yeah. He's averaging 11, 5, and 6. He's really good, playing really well. But one stat that stands out to me is that, you know, he's shooting, what, 49% from the three, yeah. but 50% from the free throw line. I really haven't seen anything like that where the three-point percent is almost – you know, higher than the free throw. So, you know, if it came down to a nail biter, that's good. As a guard, he'll have the ball. We have someone to foul. But just his overall, you know, stats and the way he plays with that team, I think he can kind of cause some problems for us along with that front court. But if we come out ready to play with that energy that we have, you know, on alumni night, I'm sure the, the guys will be excited and have a lot of energy. The fans will be there on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know, former players in there to network and hang out and just support the guys. I think it's going to be a really good game. And we just have to come out and protect home court. You know, come off, get that rest. We play Wednesday, come back Thursday. They may not practice. Friday should probably be get some reps in, some shots, scouting report. Sunday, Saturday, come out ready to go. Yeah, I like that view on the practice schedule. Um, tomorrow... 
you know, obviously we're coming off a game on on a Monday afternoon. We'll be flying out tomorrow. I I would assume tomorrow is going to be a light little shoot around. Maybe run through yeah. maybe run through a little scout, some sets, and then really just focus on getting some shots up. And then guys that yeah. that played a lot of minutes, you know, tonight, you know, right. really get a some rest, get some massages, some you know, movement. get fresh yep. before the plane ride. And then, you know, I, I don't know what their their you know game time schedule looks like. Maybe get a little shoot around in at night at Nebraska potentially. Yeah, remember we used to do that too when we would travel at night. Go in there for an hour, get a little sweat yeah. in, get that jet lag out, get some shots. I liked it. I Definitely. think that helped me sleep a little bit better on the road. Same. You know, I just and, and get used to that to that gym. I know it's a newer gym at, at Nebraska. It's a big arena. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been there, but I I've heard really good things. I've heard it's beautiful. Same. But Same. you know, get used to the rims, right? Like even if it's forty five minutes, right? Just get a little sweat going, knock down your jumpers, mm-hmm. get some get some spot shooting done, knock down your free throws, and then get out, right? Like. 40 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes, hit the road, get back to the hotel, eat, go to sleep, wake up, up. Yeah. you know, go through your light shoot around and get back into it, right? And then, you know, mm-hmm. we have obviously Minnesota on Saturday. It's an early game. So, you know, finish the game Wednesday, probably fly home that night, and then probably off day Thursday, I would have, I would assume. I'm not sure how it – Or maybe like a walk through, some yeah. film, maybe just some film, keep guys off their legs so they can kind of recover and stay fresh. And with that, that brings up another point. You know, when we were able to beat Michigan State, you know, remember their schedule. They didn't have much time to practice. And we were saying, you know, this is a great opportunity. This is a great time to play them. I don't want that to turn around and teams say, oh, this is a great opportunity to beat Northwestern. Guys are coming off COVID. So you know how that is. If you're sick, it can take some days to get back in shape, get your rhythm, get your timing of playing and things like that. And now we got to play Monday, play Wednesday, Saturday. So we don't have a, a whole lot of depth. So I'm hoping, you know, it's not one of those, you know, 180 turnarounds where teams are playing us at the right time because we don't have the freshness, the legs, the bodies to keep up with that pace. 100%. And I know you mentioned this earlier, but it's it's one of those, is this a stretch where we really have to rely on being disciplined, right? Like we cannot have yes. a bunch of silly touch fouls like we had tonight against Wisconsin that are yes. going to put us up against you know, the wall as we, you know, deal with some of these stronger front lines that, that we're going to be going against. You know, mm-hmm. our depth is in question. We're really going to have to call on guys like Martinelli. And I forgot to give a shout out to Brooks Barnheiser. I thought he was terrific today. Uh, yeah. Again, nine points, five rebounds, but deflections. Uh, getting on the floor first for, for loose balls. Things you don't see on the stat sheet. Stuff that you're not going to see. I thought he made a unbelievable impact on the Huge game today impact. and you know it did a lot of things to help us win really did a yeah. lot of things to help us win and you know he might not have made any threes but he attacked the rim he drew fouls he was getting loose balls all those things add up and even though they're not the box score guys like you and i real fans out there that know the game are going to see that and be like damn like he made a significant impact on the game tonight and without him, we lose. Plain and simple. Yeah. Like, not only did mm-hmm. he fill a huge role in play, he played like 29 minutes, which is like a little bit more than what he's been playing, but there was no drop-off in productivity. No. There was no drop-off in intensity. In fact, it probably raised up a little bit when he got in. And I can't speak 
enough about you know the impact that he's made and the leap that he's made from his freshman year to sophomore year the the maturity and the ability to take that you know take that responsibility and say like all right I'm going to be the guy that has to come in off the bench and uh, provide that extra spark or really whatever is needed in that set game he's done a really good job of filling that role and I think without him this year we're probably you know, three or four games worse worse in the in the loss column. So, um, quick shout out to him. I thought I thought he was terrific tonight, and uh, obviously he's been a, a huge factor for us moving forward. Definitely, and to pick up on you know piggyback off what you're saying about Brooks. You know, today in that game against Wisconsin, he was the only other player on Northwestern to take more than four shots. You know, I think he took eight. Chase and Boo. Obviously, we know they're gonna have the ball in their hands. They're gonna yeah. do most of the scoring for us. But like we talked about earlier, you know, it's getting to that second half of the conference season. Teams make adjustments on the scouting report. I would like to see, you know, we're going to need a more consistent third scoring option. Sometimes, you know, it's Ty. Sometimes it's been Brooks. You know, Julian Roper, he's been coming into his own. You know, hopefully his injury is nothing, you know, too crazy and keeps him out long. You know, he's been taking some shots off the dribble and making them. You know, you remember those big threes off the backboard yeah. against. He had a quick you know, five early today things. too. He made some. He made some big plays early. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, so, it was, you know, we're we gonna take him out. But yeah, he was he was big yeah, today. Hopefully, too. he can come back. Yeah, but so we're gonna need someone else. You know, to score and obviously, you know, take take some of that load off of our backcourt. But like you saw, you know, some of those shots aren't falling. You know, Boo and Chase, obviously, they're great. They're able to create their own shots. Sometimes, you know, we're gonna gonna run into times like we do in some of these games where. You know, we're shooting shots, highly contested shots with a few seconds on the shot clock. So I think someone else is going to have to step up, be more consistent, you know, down the stretch of this Big Ten season so we can really make some noise going into March. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, Juice. I completely agree with you. Having that third score, whether it's Brooks, whether it's Robbie, like we just need to have it, whether it's Ty, right? Like if we can have that third score really as a supplemental piece as you move forward, one of those three guys, and heck, if, if two of them go off in a day, we're going to be damn hard to beat. Uh, I think we have a, a really good trajectory moving forward, and you know we can really solidify ourselves as a tournament team. And obviously, these these two games coming up uh, are really going to be crucial uh, for our future. That's for sure. Definitely, definitely. All right, so we talked about a lot. Word on the campus. <laughs> especially after a big win against Wisconsin. What do you got as the word on campus? Man, I, it's a lot going on with the Cats. I, a lot they going bounce on. Back. I, I think the, you know, the key word is resilient. Yeah, resiliency, right? Like there you go. To, to, go, to go from a week, like obviously, like depending on what media you follow, we've been, we've been scrutinizing the media for our protocols and stuff like that. The ability yeah. for the players, the coaching staff, to brush all that stuff off to allow the conference to figure itself out. Again, props to the conference, props to both sides to, and, and, and figure out ways that we could replay these games. I thought we, you know, the energy that we provided coming into this game was amazing, right? Like the crowd support wasn't as good as, you know, it probably would have been on a Saturday afternoon. But at the same right. time, it kind of limited the Wisconsin fans coming in from the city as well. Yeah. So I think it, 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 it basically neutralized, you know, that type of advantage in terms of, of the home crowd. Obviously, you know, it, it did get a little bit of rowdy there in the second half. And, 
you know, at the end of the day, we were just super resilient. We got down, you know, at the start of the second half, Wisconsin came out, punched us in the mouth, went on a quick run, took the lead, and, you know, we responded, right? Our seniors made really big plays. Boo got in the lane. Boo got whatever he wanted. Boo got wherever he, he got wanted. Whatever like, he we wanted. ran really good sets. And, went to work. and it was, you know, it was really good to see. These are games that we have lost in the past, straight up, right? Yes. Like, let's yep. be real. Like, we have lost those games in the past. These are games that um, have traditionally been let down games or excuse games. And we didn't let that be a, a part of it. We were resilient. Mm -hmm. We fought through adversity. We fought through injuries as well. We had key guys step up, whether they've been playing a lot this year or haven't. And right. we were able to get a dub. Like as simple as that, like win pretty, win ugly, win, you know, however you want, like, a dub's a dub, right? Like, exactly. You got to find a way to win, especially that's going to help us out down the stretch when it comes time for March. Yep. yep. Got to find ways to win those games. Resilient cats. Resilient cats are still on that first four or last four in line before tonight's game, uh, according to, to Joe Lenardi, like depending on whatever bracketologist you follow, like we're right on the cusp, right? We're a bubble team. So yeah. that win tonight was huge. And then, you know, Let's continue that theme throughout the week, right? Like, can we be resilient against Nebraska? Yes. Back against the wall, short rest. Let's go win on the road. Okay, mm -hmm. same thing. We go to a, a game on Saturday against Minnesota. Another winnable game. Can we be resilient? Can we go off short rest? Can guys put, play through injuries? Like, a lot of things that tie into to that word. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a great, it's a great word for yeah. the word on campus this week. Hopefully that everybody's listening and they can, you know, put it on their bulletin board or something. And, you know, yeah, yeah. You know they could, they could follow the, the, the wise words out. of Juice Thompson yeah. and, you know, come out with a couple dubs, a couple more dubs this week. Absolutely. That's the plan. And my addition to the word on campus, like we talked about a few minutes ago, alumni day. This will be my first time being home for alumni day after graduating, Ooh. what, uh, 11 years ago. Boy, they're going to be getting so, out yeah, of their seats. I'll, I'm really excited about it, you know, after watching the games, keeping up with the Cats over the years. You know, I've been able to see you guys go out onto the court and, you know, the fans celebrate you also. It's been exciting to, to be at Welsh Ryan to support the guys, see familiar faces. But Saturday, I'm really looking forward to the Alumni Day, you know, just being around all the former players, people I play with, seeing the team, the fans. So I'm excited. Bro, you're going to so get a great ovation. You're going to get a great ovation. We well all deserved. Will. We all will. Uh, one of the one of the top players in Northwestern history. So uh, it's going to be a cool. It's going to be a cool moment. I'm I'm looking forward to being a part of it, and um, yeah. it's, it's going to be a fun day, especially if we can come out with a dub. So um, yeah. great episode today, Juice. Uh, we covered yes. a lot of stuff. We obviously have a, a, a great week to look forward to. Cats being resilient. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the theme. Yes, sir. And That's the uh, thing. hopefully Resilience. we can pull it out. So, uh, without without further ado, I'll let you let you send us off. All right, catch us on all of your podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple. We on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We all over everywhere. I might Give post us my wine club Shout too. Out. I might post my wine there club too. There you go. Also, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please do. Hey, you got to shout it out. This is the time. But also, follow Beyond the Big Ten. They're doing yes, a really sir. good job giving us a great platform. You know, we could talk about our former schools as well as other teams in our conference and outside of our conference. So this has been a lot of fun. So shout out to Beyond the Big Ten and the people that are affiliated with it. Wildcats fans, we will see you all soon. Let's get a couple more W's this week. Sorry. Appreciate you, Juice. Yes, sir. Good talking to you, Marco Threlio. I'll see you in a couple of days. Yes, sir. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.